Guys, so welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast. And today is another wonderful corporate finance day. Man, we are creating a profound um, um, amount of momentum, especially in terms of what's happening in my life, because, you know, the, the amount of discipline, clarity, and productivity has completely skyrocketed from what it used to be. And this is what I'm so excited about in going forward and finishing off this year is those last finishers and getting these ideas and executing on the projects and executing on, you know, my online education store, you know, how can I be of more service? What can I do more? How can I create more productivity and be more consistent? And when I start asking myself these questions, then all these people, and like I said, uh, in regards to the sales podcast, you know, people who just began coming into my life who I hadn't spoken to in about three months, and they ended up buying a bunch of my courses and, you know, getting ready and, and you know, getting these two big, massive companies. And all of a sudden, the bank that I used to train at before the pandemic last time being there was like March 22nd, March 23rd of 2020. The lady getting back in contact with me and saying, hey, we want to pay you directly. We have some classes coming up next month. And, you know, that's how you know you have left such a profound effect on someone's life is when they contact you a year and a half later after you break off a broken or after you have broken off, uh, you know, a relationship with other people who were just too toxic and they were just too too faced it. And she says, hey, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Oh, my God. You know, I was wondering, okay, what's your price range? What's this? What, um, you know, how about materials and this and that? She's like, okay, we're going to have several projects coming up next year. They might be in-house and virtual. And I'm like, okay, now is next year. I don't know what's going to be happening next year, but I'm creating and riding that wave into the sunset right now. And I hope that everyone's year has just been so amazing in their learning English, being here on my ESL podcast and listening to me every single day. I really and wholeheartedly have appreciated it. Uh, make sure you follow me on my ESL podcast page and whatnot. And um, with that being said, with that being said, let's go in. Let's go into uh, projecting revenue. So there's some verbs and stuff I want to give you guys. You know. Um, when you talk about projecting revenue, you talk about things that are happening now, right? You talk about possible changes that may have may happen in the next couple of months. And then talk about future plans. You know, that was one of the conversations with one of my friends. And, you know, she was talking to me and, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you know, with my job and everything, I can't believe I have to do so much work and they're only giving me 50% of my salary. I really do hope that my business takes off. And I'm like, it is all determined on you and build and being that person within your village and then being your person around the community that could actually do this. You know you're more than capable, but you cannot stop and understand that it does not, you, you might not get anything or profit for the first couple of years, which might sound crazy. You might just break even. See, I broke even. And, and making so many of my personal development podcasts over the months and putting so much money into that and still putting money into that and hosting this platform with Buzzsprout so that they could put my podcast out there. But I knew that something, the return on investment would come. And now I see it on my YouTube. I see it with my subscriber account. I see it with how many downloads and having the third best month ever just last month on my ESL podcast. And, you know, it's because I found a need and I filled it. So when you project different things, it's always about, okay, how can I make this better? 
you know so when you're projecting revenue and whatnot it's very hard for me because it's very volatile and i love volatility as opposed to anything else but now i know that i have a substantial allotment that i get from the three business classes i teach on tuesday and thursday every week that's going to run all the way through january 11th so i know that okay this is my base and that's good because that comes from my tutorial job they're doing what they're supposed to do right but at the same time the monday the wednesday and the friday are critical the online training both in the morning and in the evening are critical group coaching which i've been trying to get you know and having these different classes online and getting in touch with people these are all critical and necessary i'm not taking my eye off the prize nor will i become complacent meaning just get used to it so you don't want to get used to comfortability that's why when you do projections and projecting your revenue say oh man it's not looking too good but how can i make this a little bit better see my friend works for an airline she got the idea and said man how can i make money she started off you know doing mushrooms she's like okay this isn't gonna work she got about like eight mushrooms out of that little allotment that she bought from the north of thailand and which was you know a, a little bit of a success but at the same time she's like listen i need something else you know what let me create a little business she submitted her application to food panda line man grab all these different places she's kicking it off and she's going to be doing a grand opening this upcoming friday this is a lady who works a personal assistant to the cfo of the entire airline and now she's doing something in an entrepreneurial way this is an entire different you know and so can she project anything right now not necessarily all right can you project anything for the first day the first week first month no but it's all about how can I make it better? Beautiful menu, this, that. Now it comes down to her execution and how she's able to put, you know, tell people about it. And can she expand? She knows she can because the customer service is gonna be everything. But when you project revenue, you could always make a change, right? So obviously, you know, the expressions with similar meanings, uh, significant volatility. Like I just said, that means major fluctuations, up, down, up, down, up, down, like the stock market. If we look at, you know, the, the foreseeable future, okay, that means that could be in the short term, okay? Limit the impact can mean reduce the effect. Cost reductions can mean, ex, well, it can mean technically, like direct costs are kind of like more like expense controls and cost reductions mean kind of like, you know, cost of goods sold, right? But um, in saying that, or cost reduction is actually expense controls and direct costs are more than, you know, cost of goods sold. See, the majority of my products are virtual, so I don't have to worry about it. So I do put a lot of previews into this podcast and I put previews onto my Facebook page and my YouTube talking about my TOEFL ITP. You know, it went from 1,300 subscribers to back down to 1,298 on my YouTube. And then I checked today that everything had exploded and it went back up to 1,309 subscribers. So I gained 10 subscribers in about 48 hours. So again, there are different things that are recommended and there is this specific niche market that I'm in that there are no other people in, TOEFL ITP. I'm very lucky. Also TOEFL grammar course. That's the first TOEFL IBT grammar course that I'm going to be creating. And guess what? I've already done my market research. There's nothing out there except broken ass Udemy courses, which are in the marketplace. And I just, I would never, I wouldn't even touch Udemy with a 5,000 kilometer stick. 
And so now I'm like, ooh, this is another market that I'm going to be able to get into right now. So again, you know, these are different things that I know that I can control in the future, right? Now, I don't have to worry about cost reductions or expense controls. But for my friend who's starting a business, a smoothie business and a sandwich business, she's going to have to add everything up. Okay, Arsenia, well, in this little smoothie, it was like 33 baht, just over a dollar. I'm going to have to sell it at this much. You know, I'm going to have to sell this amount. Okay, I could give this. There's so many things that she's going to come up with, obviously, over the year in terms of like expanding and building up her business. Um, But understand, it's very difficult at the beginning. So again, you could complete some sentences while talking about a company or talking about anything, such as we anticipate direct costs to what? We're seeing volatility in this. We forecast mm, in the foreseeable future, short term, right? We're planning to do something in the near future, or we intend to limit the impact of, and you guys probably may have heard that, a lot over the COVID situation right? How can they reduce the limit or, you know, limit the impact of COVID? And so I, uh, what is it, you know, it being October right now, I told the staff and I said, Hey, you know, I wanted to ask you, when are you guys going to open back up? She's like, Oh, they're not going to open up this month. I said, why? She's like, Oh, you know, there's a lot of things that he has to do with the ministry of education. I'm like, okay, well, you know, to be honest with you, he's just limiting the impact of opening up and losing money. He's making a bunch of money online anyway. So why even open up and put his staff into different areas, run up the air, okay? Run up the electricity, run up the space and all those other services that would have to be used when he could just continue doing what he's doing online and just wait for the opening next month. So a lot of language centers are doing this right now. You know, me, I I limit the impact in terms of having to travel all the damn time, you know? Me, I have a company on the other side of town in the area called Lakabang. And where I live, if I took the train there, I would have to take probably about three trains there and take some form of transportation to get to the company. It would take an hour and a half probably to get to that location. And then it would take another hour and a half to get back three hours lost and a lot of money lost too. So by doing this online, it helps me a lot. And now that everything is open, now that COVID cases are falling down, now that I'm getting ready to get my, as a matter of fact, just got my vaccine, feeling like a little bit of shit, my second dose of AZ, you know, everything's opening back up. And now when it does open back up, am I prepared? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to have to establish terms, time, energy, return, money, um, and, and, and sanity. I'm going to have to use this for specific places because I know that a bank is gonna be asking for my services next year. Okay, now what about the company I was training at the beginning of the year? Are they gonna come back? They've already said they would just a month ago. Okay, but what about the bigger company that's about an hour outside of Bangkok? What if they ask me? Oh, I'm gonna have to choose them. You know, so there is so much that's involved in that stake right now that makes things just very, very exciting. But also, you know, it's not so much of me just looking at revenue projections. It's me looking at, okay, what gives me more time? What keeps my energy? How's the ROI, the return on investment, the money, and then the sanity? So I don't take small things anymore. If they say, hey, can you teach this student for one hour at this location? Fuck no. 
Can you do this for two hours over here? No, thank you. Do you teach kids? I'm good with that. Why? Because I, that's not fulfilling work for me anymore. If I'm going to teach kids, it's going to be through my The Arsenio Buck Foundation. I'm going to help kids in impoverished nations. I don't want to teach them for money. I want to teach them for free and help them in different ways. See what I mean? So again, went off a little bit off the beaten path, but you guys understand. So what we're going to do now is we're going to listen to Pizza To Go. They're going to, it's the audio in regards to projecting revenue. Takeaway Pizza Company with branches across Europe, okay? Katarina is explaining the market conditions affecting the recent profit loss forecast, okay? Profit loss forecast. So I want to just hurry up and make sure that obviously the audio is still good to go and fantastic oh my god it is so here we go what we're gonna do we're gonna listen you can write down some things let's listen to people forecasting and we'll go from there hi everyone thanks for coming so you've all had a look at the forecast and now i'll try to add some context to the raw data i've already received comments from several people that the forecast seems a bit pessimistic I understand your concerns, but we're anticipating some major cost issues over the next six months. First, we're seeing significant volatility in the commodity market at the moment. This will almost certainly cause price increases in chicken, beef and vegetables. Although our purchasing team are doing a great job at keeping costs down, we expect rises in our direct costs soon. This means we forecasted a considerable rise in the cost of goods sold in the foreseeable future. Although we project a sizable increase in sales of 15% this year, we feel these rises in direct costs will cause profit margins to fall slightly. We intend to limit the impact of these cost rises, but we're restricted as to what we can do. Secondly, Many of our cheese and meat suppliers will also suffer from the increased cost of animal feed, so we expect significant rises in operating costs. We're planning to introduce cost reductions across all departments to compensate for this. So, as we're experiencing a number of problems, we need to think about ways to reduce departmental budgets. I'll contact you individually soon to discuss budget changes for your department. Thanks. Damn, that doesn't sound good at all. Okay, now obviously operating car uh, costs, these costs, you know, I'm working, you know, for this company and there's so many different uh, people who work in different departments and this guy by the name of Weset, as a matter of fact, he works in procurement and procurement is very, very important because they know more than HR, right? So obviously she's the one that's presented and talking about the forecast and whatnot, but you have to understand that, like, I remember two years ago when I said, oh, well, I would like, you know, them to deal with me directly. The same lady that just called me over the past few days, she said, no, we need a language center because this, 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 this. Guess what? She doesn't work in procurement, so she doesn't know. A year and a half later, she contacts me. She's like, hey, yeah, we'll pay you directly. <gasps> oh, okay. So now you've wised up and you realize that these language centers are the middleman and you could just deal with your training and your corporate coaches directly. There you go. You know, when in doubt, figure it out. Now, reducing, you know, budgets and stuff like that, I'm not exactly sure what Katarina thinks um, will do. But again, that's not always a good uh, sign. 
not a very good sign. So what ends up happening is, you know, if you reduce budgets, it's going to take a toll on different things. It's just going to be a chain reaction. But adaptation is everything. Adaptation is everything. It's kind of like, um, oh my God. I think it was SpaceX, Elon Musk. This guy's like, he, I think it's trillion dollar company. He's the richest guy in the world. It's funny, just a couple months ago, uh, a couple years ago, he was like cutting off all his staff. And I was like, see, I don't care who you are. I don't care how big your company is. What you have to do is figure it out. When you start like laying staff off, you're going to lose so much face. You really are. Don't try, you know, hiring people back on after everything happens. It's kind of like the SMEs right now. The government has already proposed in the future that they're going to provide SMEs to, uh, I think it was like 440 billion, no, million bot. I can't remember, to keep 5 million employees on. And it's so funny that the government keeps pushing to try to open up the country. And I'm like, what are you going to open to? There's nothing left. When people go to these tourist destinations all around Bangkok to the west to the south, nothing's going to be open. There are going to be no shops that are open because you didn't help the SMEs to begin with. You didn't forecast that shutting down the country for three months last year on a variant that wasn't as transmissible as the goddamn Delta. You didn't know what you were doing back then. And then you reopened back up. People were still trying to get off on their feet. They were still opening. The next, you know, you shut down again in January and then you shut down for almost seven months. Listen, I have not worked at my tutorial center since April 4th, and I won't be going back till November. This is how absurd it is. Now, I understand all oh, this and that. You guys didn't do anything in terms of being the foreseeable future with the goddamn vaccinations. So now you have deliberately destroyed an economy, and you just believe that these foreigners are going to come back to closed shops, walking down the street saying, oh my God, this is a ghost town. No shit. No one has any more money to open up. You're going to have to pump more money into people's pockets and people don't trust you to begin with. See what I mean? You got to make sure you trust the people who are at the helm. So this is why, you know, even with the tutorial job that I work for right now, I don't trust them. Yeah, sure. Okay. I got myself some wonderful corporate training uh, courses and stuff that I do online, but I still don't trust them. And I haven't trusted them, especially since April. Did they help me pay my visa? No. Did they help me pay for my bills? No. Did they help me do anything? Absolutely not. They didn't. And so what I'm going to do is put me first. I always come first. And I'm going to be able to control and project my own revenue based on what I do online and how many things I get done. See, when you take that type of control, you don't have to worry about it. So when you get thrown into a place like this, and obviously my friend saying, oh, we only got 50% salary. And I'm like, you know what's really funny? You guys were able to get 100% salary July, August. And then all of a sudden, September and October, you're only getting 50%. Yet they are selling tickets right now. So what's going on? And so are you going to continue relying on them? Because obviously they're projecting revenue and, you know, based on, oh, you know, China's a big market. China ain't going to let anybody come out of their country for the until maybe like the third quarter of next year. What's your other market? Oh, we're going to try to lure in very rich tourists. You've already destroyed your image, Thailand. The rich tourists ain't coming here. They would much rather go to Bali because they offer five-year visas. And they have good, you know, those are the good tourists. The ones that come here, your image is based on you know what. And they come here for one sole purpose. 
And what about the people who are already living here? You see what I mean? Their projections are so fucked that unfortunately it's going to take a toll on the people who actually live here. But what can you do is the big question. Me, I don't rely on the Thai economy. Let's just say I struck a lot of gold with these two additional corporate classes, two additional corporate clients. And the next, you know, uh, you know, one of the big, the biggest private bank in Thailand coming back and still these other two companies who are still, you know, planning on coming back once these games, you know, these dive even more. I'm very grateful, but I'm not, I'm not putting all my faith into it. Yes, 55 million vaccines administered and 140 million is the big target to get everyone fully vaccinated but at any given point these goddamn clowns at the top of this goddamn country will shut it down again and the next you know all my salary will go away again except for obviously the the online training that i do but you know so that's why i focus on the bigger things the bigger picture so that's what you guys have to do in terms of project uh projecting Seeing if there's going to be significant volatility, looking at the direct, uh, you know, the direct cost, how you're going to, you know, use it for, um, what is it, the expense controls, uh, limiting the impact in regards to what's happening. Just like the lady says, she's going to limit the impact by reducing the budget in several departments and et cetera, et cetera. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. So <sighs> in saying that, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another corporate finance projected revenue wonderful episode if you got any questions let me know and i'll be seeing you guys in the next one i'll see you soon over and out